this is Lewis Johnson taking my love of sports into the world of esports with my co-host Kyle Airy, and we're breaking down what's happening in the esports industry. We're talking with great guests, influencers, and most importantly, we want to talk to you. So welcome to All In with Esports. All right, everybody, welcome back to another edition of All In with Esports. Lewis Johnson, Kyle Airy. Kyle, how are you today? Lewis, I'm doing awesome. How you doing? Great. I'm doing good. Doing good. Ready to talk more esports as we have been doing over the last several weeks uh, with another episode here. Going to introduce you to somebody who really is a, a legend in the business of media. We're going to get into all that and what he's doing now, uh, his experience, background. And Kyle, we are continuing to watch this climb and build up in the world of esports. And Map Esports Network is continuing to explore these new opportunities and how we can really capture the excitement of gaming locally, domestically, and internationally. And just kind of what you take right now as to where we are as this business continues to develop and the world of esports does as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it seems like every week there's always new announcements, new games. One exciting thing about esports is it's constantly evolving and everything, whether it's new leagues popping up, new titles, new trends. So it's really fun to just be a part of and analyze and be a part of. Yeah, it is pretty exciting. And I'm just continuing to learn more and absorb it all. And, it, and it's a lot of fun. And I'll tell you what else is great, Kyle, is meeting people like the gentleman we're about to meet right now and introduce to our audience. He is the founder and CEO of Blue Panther Medium out of Houston. And look, everybody in this world of esports has a nickname or a gaming name. Well, he has a name that he's earned based on his experience and credibility in all levels of media. It is my pleasure to introduce to you the Oracle, otherwise known as Charles Gentry. How are you, Charles? How's everything today? Yeah, I'm doing great, Lewis. How are you today? I'm doing great. We are so pleased to have you on, Charles. And so let's jump right into this. Blue Panther Media, you've been involved with several businesses, but this is the one we're going to talk about a lot today. You're the founder and CEO of that. Give us a sense of the type of programming or content or streaming that Blue Panther Media has, and, and what's your plan of attack in the space? Well, you know, I'm basically a storyteller like yourself. And what we are going to be doing with eSports is we're going to be providing a lot of content, exclusive interviews with the players, game designers, with the entrepreneurs who are coming into eSports now, with celebrities who are getting involved with eSports. So we want to basically give you a 360 degree view of what's going on with eSports. I find it amazing how many people are not just involved in gaming from just the regular folks in your neighborhood or what have you, but the amount of celebrities that are involved with it is really interesting. And it seems like you tell me the COVID-19 pandemic has really given people who have been at home a chance to really engage and get dialed into this platform. Are you seeing the same thing? I'm seeing exactly the same thing. People were sitting at home and of course, without the NBA <laughs> right. Without don't, don't say it again, you know. <laughs> it's painful. Without college football. <laughs> yeah, don't say that either. That's painful yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, without these things coming up, people are looking for something to engage themselves yeah. with. And they turn on the TV and lo and behold, there's esports. And they got into it, saw how exciting it was. So a lot of people who were unaware really of what was happening in that space are now very aware of it. And COVID has done nothing but, you know, been a marketing uh, boom for esports. Yeah. 
Yeah. You're going to have multiple platforms in the company. Are there kind of any specific things you're trying to connect to in terms of esports? What specifically are you going to offer people that they can get involved with on the different platforms? Well, you know, we have our show coming up called Play to Win, mm-hmm. and that's our first offering. It will begin July 1st on Wednesday, July 1st. We'll have live stream on Twitch, on uh, YouTube. So that's going to be the first offering. The July 1st one on Wednesday, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central, and 5 Pacific. And then we come uh, with a second show, another live one, and that will be Saturday, July 4th. And those times are 4 Eastern, 3 Central, and 1 p.m. And Play to Win will be featuring, again, the top players in esports, and we'll get into the entrepreneur side of it with a lot of the owners of leagues and of teams. And our thing is really digging into and getting into the personalities. You know, we see the games being played, we see the competitions, but basically who are these people? You know, who are they? What's their background story? Where they come from? Those are the things that we really want to dive into. Yeah, I love that. And and you lead me right to me asking you about your background, because as we begin to know more about uh, Blue Panther Media and your show that's coming up, what you represent in the business, people need to know where you came from. Of course, we talked about being storytellers, but give people a sense of your background and growing up at Fremont High School. You're from South Central Los Angeles. You're proud of that. You were telling me when we talked before that you call Fremont High School the sports mecca, and it was like that before and after you were there. Give people some of the names of the folks that you went to school with and who you interacted with. Oh, wow. Ricky Bell, the football player at Fremont when I was there. Of course, he went on to be a superstar at USC, number one draft pick in the NFL. Chet Lemon, who went on to play over 12 years in Major League Baseball. Danny Ford was also an all-star baseball player. Played with Eddie Murray, Ozzie Smith in the wow. summer Hall of Famers. You know, so... <laughs> it was a hotbed. Yeah, it was that for sure. So when those guys were in school and you were around them, were you aware of their stardom? Uh, did that kind of give you kind of a sense that you wanted to be around that more as you maybe move toward a potential decision about a career? Yeah, you know, I was one of the guys out there playing baseball with these guys. And what happened was I got an injury that kind of derailed my career. And Mm. when that happened, you know, you have to make a choice. Okay, what do I do now? And one of my teachers had told me about my ability to write and say, you know, if force ever doesn't work out for you, I think you have some ability to become a professional writer. And that's the first thing that popped in my head, you know, when I was trying to work my way back from the injuries, got into journalism. And, you know, 40 years later, here I am. Wow. Do you want to tell everybody who that English teacher was? You may recognize the name, Gloria Allred, who's now the famous feminist attorney. She was my English teacher at Fremont High School. That is unbelievable. You talk about a name that goes through the annals of history over the last 20, 30 years, standing up for women and their rights. To know that she was your English teacher and that she inspired you is really something Gloria Allred, your teachers. And she didn't take any stuff then either. (laughs) I I believe that. (laughs) I believe that. She was cutting her teeth, not in jurisprudence, but in about discipline. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
you also were telling me about some of the people that you went to elementary school and middle school with that at some point took a different path than you did. You had yeah. sports, which you were inspired by Gloria Allred and her uh, telling you you could write, moving toward that way. But there were some guys you went to school with who went the exact opposite. Tell us yeah. about that. Yeah, you know, when I was in elementary school, one of my friends in elementary at that time was Raymond Lewis, who is the co-founder of the Crips, you know, yeah. street gang, and was a good athlete, too, was a good athlete. But, you know, Raymond went his way into what he did, uh, co-founder of the Crips and, you know, and, and that whole direction and of course, I went the other direction with sports. We met up again in high school because we didn't go to the same junior high. So we met up again in high school. And by the time we got to high school, you know, I was an athlete playing on uh, Fremont's teams. And, you know, he was head of the Crips. And of course, <laughs> we know what happened there, you know. Yeah, yeah. That, that's just amazing that you could be there right there rubbing shoulders and life choices were made. And so here we are. So you went on to East LA Community College, Southwest Community College, and then to USC to be a Trojan. How do you think your community experience helped shape you as you grew up and then move you toward what you, uh, what you learned at USC and then how that propelled your career? Yeah. Well, you know, one thing that you learned growing up in South Central LA definitely is survival. Mm. You know, it's survival. And you go through some tough times. You go through some hardships. In my three years that I was in high school, I had eight friends who died homicides within a three-year period. You know, and so that's those kind of numbers you just don't see anywhere else. So you learn to take every day like it's your last, you know, and so... That's what really propelled me to really, once I got into journalism, once I got into songwriting, you know, the music industry, all of those things, it was never half-stepping. You know, you're always going 110% because then, you know, it could be your last time. So that's one of the things that South Central teaches you is to take advantage of every moment. Wow, that's amazing. And you mentioned songwriting. And as I was looking through your bio and then after we talked, I was just amazed at what I saw that you have a diverse list of accomplishments as we continue to move toward discussing more about esports here. You're a Billboard Top 100 songwriter, acclaimed poet, mentor, speaker. I'm curious about the song. What, what song was that that you were on the Billboard Top 100 for? You know, I had two songs. I Feel Love in This Room was a Top 100 song. Can You Feel It was top 20 in England. At top of in the England? In England, yeah. On, so, did you say on top of the pops? Top of the pops. Yeah, yeah. I remember that show, yeah. sure. Right, sure. right. Yeah. So, you know, we were doing our thing, and, you know, one real quick funny story. We were out there, I had some hit songs, and they're right at the top, like number one in Houston, number one in Baltimore, number one here. And, you know, we were really enjoying that. Wow, we're really doing some good stuff. Two weeks later... Earth, Wind, and Fire, Stevie Wonder put out their albums. That is incredible. <laughs> That's incredible. So what we all hope in this esports world, yours and ours, is that whatever we're doing in building, some big conglomerate doesn't come in and do something <laughs> and blow yeah, us Amazon the water. decides to take over esports, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. That's yeah. incredible. Kyle, come in here and just maybe uh, give us a sense of what some of your thoughts are on just this pathway 
that has led him to esports. And as we talked in our first episode, you know, you had a completely different career and decided you wanted to commit yourself to this business. So what are you hearing with, with what's happening here with Charles Gentry? Yeah. So, you know, when I was kind of, you know, getting some more information about you, Charles, like I know that, you know, over the years in journalism, you got to interview some of the top athletes that I know a lot of our listeners, they're going to recognize, you know, folks like Stephen Curry, Kevin Durant, Aaron Rodgers, Albert Pujols, just to name a few. So, you know, I'm, I'm really just kind of curious. So you've kind of grown up in the sports world as well as, you know, the entertainment space. Like when, when did esports, when did it kind of first pop up on your radar? You know, tell you the truth, I really looked into it about a year and a half ago, you know, as it was uh, beginning to really take hold. I took a look at it. I looked at some of the, you know, sports leagues that were starting. I saw the NBA begin to get involved, you know, with bringing oh, yeah. their own esports teams. Yeah. And I said, okay, this is definitely going to be big, you know. And once I took a look at it and saw that about, let's say, five, six months ago, I decided to dive in myself, you know, and, and really get involved with it. So believe me, what I see is that it's a gold rush. It really is. It's the last frontier. And it's nothing as big as it's going to be. Yeah, no, you're 100% correct on that. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners, they're, they're agreeing with you there. And I know right now you're, you're based in the Houston area. We're recording this in the Dallas area. I know in North Texas, the esports industry is really just kind of blowing up. And I know in Houston, there's, you know, pro teams, you know, such as the Houston Outlaws and the Overwatch League, kind of like what you mentioned with the NBA, the the Rockets owners, they have their own team, Clutch Sports, like mm-hmm. just, just locally kind of where you're at. What, what are some of the things that you're kind of seeing in the Houston area with esports? Yeah, you know, I see guys like James Harden getting involved, you know, and anytime you have superstars of that caliber, of course, they bring their cachet along with them with whatever they're doing. So I see that Dallas area where you're at in the Houston area as really taking center, you know, center focus in what's happening with esports as it comes along. The fourth largest city in the U.S., you know, with Houston. And so people sometimes don't realize what kind of audience we're talking about that esports can capture in this Texas area, but it's wide open. People are organizing, building stadiums. Within a year to two years, everybody's gonna know that esports has arrived. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, James Harden, I've, I've heard of that guy. So yeah, when you got like a few <laughs> So, so basketball player. <laughs> yeah, he's okay. As a Thunder fan, I may or may not feel a little, you know, uh, you know, like, but, yeah, we do uh, love our Mavericks up here, don't we? That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Hey, let's go Mavs. There you go. But uh, yeah, when you see superstars like that get behind it, I mean, you're talking about moving the needle. Yeah, definitely so. Definitely so. And you know, Michael Michael Jordan, you know, is involved with these sports as well. You know, so yeah, you know, talking top of the pecking order there. We're talking to Charles Gentry, the CEO and founder of Blue Panther Media, of course, myself and Kyle Airy here on All In With Esports. And to continue this conversation, we're going to have to date ourselves just a little bit, Charles, okay? And I'm, okay. I'm, I'm thinking about some of the names that you dropped earlier, some of these stars of yesterday, people mm-hmm. that you interviewed, athletes that you were with. But can you imagine 
the advancement, they couldn't have imagined, I guess, the advancement from where you were or where we were back then to today. How do you compare esports today to maybe what physical education or sports was yesterday? You know, what I see was that as athletes, we grew up with sports. Okay. We grew up with Major League Baseball. You know, we knew all the names. We collected the bubblegum cards. You know, we grew up with football. We grew up in the heyday of basketball and Magic Bird, you know. So that was our upbringing. And, of course, we played those sports, we watched those sports, and that's what we were into. The last two generations have grown up basically with gaming, mm. you know. And so just like we had our heroes in sports, the physical sports, their heroes are gamers, you know, and in esports. And so this is what I see as being what's going to really catapult esports into the next era. You know, these guys know esports better than they know physical sports. Yeah. So esports has replaced what used to be the being outside and staying out until the lights came on. You had to come inside, right. basketball, football, being all over the neighborhood. Kids are exactly. in front of these computers playing. What I'm excited about, Charles, and I've talked with Kyle about this, and of course, Jacob Miles, the CEO of MAP Esports Network, is I'm excited about the global potential. It's already happening, but as someone who's covered the Olympics and, and I just love to travel and love culture, I'm excited to see how this esports world really explodes around the world and how we connect people from the neighborhoods that you grew up in, South Central LA or Houston or where we are in the Dallas area with folks right. around the world to be able to game and play. And then maybe there's a cultural exchange that maybe enriches people as well. Do you see that as a great benefit as well? Definitely so. And that's one of the things that I really hope to bring with Blue Panther is that connection worldwide, you know, globally. As you know, North Korea is light years ahead of even where we are, you know, in the U.S. when it comes to esports. You know, they are all over on top of it. So you have Asia, you have uh, the European countries and the teams and leagues there. And with social media, all of these people are connecting. You know, they're connecting. You have people playing games in America and they're playing online with someone who's in Italy, you know, someone who's in Japan. So I see it as being definitely something that can not only uh, excite people, but also unite people. Yeah, I love that. And obviously, we need a lot more uniting, not just in this country, but around the world. And that is right. going to be so important. Touching back on your, your life experience so far, one way to carry life experience forward is to write a book. You've written four, but I want to focus on the book you wrote called The Blueprint. And just give us a sense of what are some of the basics you're sharing about business and entrepreneurship in The Blueprint. And just give us an idea of, of what that journey has been like and, and what are some of the skills that you are trying to get people to understand of how they can use those in this current time as it relates to esports. Well, you know, as I said, I, I see esports as being a real go rush, people jumping into it. There's so many opportunities there. And one of the reasons that I wrote the book, The Blueprint, is because I have so many people, whether it be rappers, whether it be athletes, whether it be entrepreneurs, coming to me for advice and coming to me asking about business. You know, how do I take what I do as a talent and turn it into a business? You know. So I teach them entrepreneurship, you know, from the basics, how to write a business plan, 
you know, how to look for an opportunity. And as I tell everybody, if you want an opportunity, look for a problem. Business is just all about solving problems. The bigger problem you solve, the more success you're going to have as an entrepreneur. So I see esports again as being wide open in every area from people who want to become players and gamers, from people who want to start their own leagues, from people who want to become agents for esports stars. You know, it's just a wide open field. And so to take entrepreneurial skills from whatever area you come from, whether it's South Central LA, whether it's Brooklyn, you know, wherever it is, and to apply those to the esports field where they're looking for talent in all of these areas. And so the blueprint is a book that I wrote to help people to understand what business and entrepreneurship is, and then how to translate their talents into a business framework and become successful there. Yeah, that's pretty cool. One of the things that I enjoy learning about Kyle is that uh, his in his previous life, he was on a different career path. And Kyle, just give him a sense of how you made a decision to go back to school and get a certificate or a degree that is related to esports and gaming. And that may be something that a lot of people can consider doing now if they want to get in the business. Kyle, what, what about that decision for you and that choice to just make that change in your life? Yeah, you know, this is something that I know a lot of people can relate to, you know, whether it's a they reach a crossroads in their life, whether it's in their career or in school or just whenever where, you know, you're maybe in a situation where it's, it might be in a good or bad situation, whatever it might be, but you're just like, you know what, I don't feel like this is the path that I'm supposed to be on. And so I know for me personally, I just kind of dug deep a little bit. Okay. What is it that, what is it that I love to do? Okay. What am I good at? And, and how can I make that, you know, a career? And so being a lifelong gamer, kind of like we talked in the first episode, it was kind of a, a no-brainer. It was kind of right under my nose. And then it just kind of like did a little research, kind of what uh, you did, Charles. And I knew esports was growing. And I just kind of saw that as a real opportunity where I could add some value and everything. So kind of like where you're at, where you, you, you saw esports, you, you saw, you looked into it, saw the value. And you're like, okay, I want to get involved with this thing. So what, what can I do to do that? So yeah. And I think that's a big question that, that a lot of young people can begin to ask themselves because so many universities are now offering degree programs to get involved with esports and business. Of course, entrepreneurship has been uh, long available, but now maybe in a more specific way. And Charles, that leads me to ask you just about how you have used your experience, connections, your relationships to touch those communities that you grew up in, South Central Los Angeles, and now, of course, in Houston. But you were telling me about the uh, XL Entrepreneur Club. Give us a sense of, of how that was birthed. What are the mechanics that actually physically touches somebody in those communities to help them move ahead and see maybe something new for themselves? Yeah, you know, in growing up in South Central LA, you, you realize that people from your community don't have as many opportunities as people, you know, from other communities, they have more resources. So once I came out of school and began to teach in the inner city schools, one thing that I wanted to do was open and broaden kids' horizons to understand what opportunities were out there, that the world is not Compton. You know, the world is not Watts. The world is not South Central LA. There's a bigger, broader world out there. And so I started a program at the school program called the Excel Entrepreneur Club. I had about 80 kids enrolled. It just grew and grew and grew every year. I taught them 
the ins and outs of the stock market, how to purchase stocks, what the stock market was all about, how to get involved there. We went on tours to Fortune 500 companies where I had the CEOs and top C-suite people give seminars for the kids. They, you know, spread the table, you know, as much food as you could eat. So the kids <laughs> really enjoyed themselves, but at the same time, they were learning business skills that were going to last them for life. And now we have kids who are in that program who are at the time junior high and high school kids who have gone on to become attorneys, doctors, CPAs, architects who are building skyscrapers in Dubai. You know, so we're really proud of, you know, what the, the kids have been able to go on and do. Yeah, that's amazing. So that's a blueprint, uh, literally and figuratively speaking, that you know works. And so esports could then be another avenue to allow people to dream, young people to dream about what they could do beyond their communities right now, no matter where they are. But of course, where you came from, I know with Jacob Miles, that's a very strong and important pillar of the MAP Esports Network business that he's building to be able to give young people in the communities a chance to see something exciting, new, that's growing. And to already have had a chance to really make that happen, I think it's going to be something. What do you think could be the impact with esports on a community like South Central Los Angeles or now where you are in Houston? You know, I see it having two impacts. One, of course, is the economic impact it can have. Esports is going to create a lot of jobs in a lot of areas. I mean, you need marketing, you need public relations. You need people who are on the back end, behind camera people. You know, it's just going to create a lot of jobs and opportunities. So that's one good thing about it. The second thing it's going to do is it's going to open up doors for people to do what they have a passion for. You know, just like Kyle, you know, to do what you have a passion for. And as I tell anyone, don't just look at what you can make money at. Look at something that you have a passion for that you love, you know, and that's what you should go into as a career. So is going to open up doors for people to have a passion for doing something in esports in one of those job areas. And there's nothing better than working at a job that you love. You know, as the saying goes, if you work at a job you love, you'll never work a day in your life. <laughs> that is so true. That is why I'm missing working at the job that I love so much with sports being shut down, right? <laughs> right, right. I'm missing it big time. Kyle, I want to touch uh, uh, tap your experience as well because you're involved in the sales side of eSports. Of e is that correct? Yep, that's correct. Yes. So when we think about sales in the past, I remember when I was in college at Cincinnati, I did a summer business internship with Procter & Gamble and I was doing sales and beauty aids. I had done the program and they offered me a job. And then to my parents' dismay, I turned that job down to start as a sales rep at P&G with movement up to go and compete and run in Europe and track and field. And that was my life. They thought I was crazy, but now we laugh about it. It was great. What about sales opportunities now in the world of esports? What's out there for people to look at versus what was the traditional sales job in America? Yeah, you know, I think there's a lot of different opportunities, you know. I mean, just kind of with what we're doing with our own Power Players League, you know, one thing that we're in charge of is finding owners who, you know, want to own their own franchise. So one thing that I've really learned early in the esports industry, it's a pretty tight knit community. And I'm sure, you know, Charles, you can probably agree on that. You know, most folks know each other and other organizations. So I think compared to like other industries where you might sell a product and, you know, I've done plenty of that. Esports I've learned is a relational type thing. Just 
getting to know people and, you know, in the industry and just kind of seeing how you can help each other out. And that's been pretty fun. I mean, just most people in the industry have that same passion, that, that love of gaming. And so it's very simple to find something that you have in common and everything. So that's just something in my short time in esports that I've learned. Yeah. And Charles, I'm wondering how you think about the different diverse opportunities that kids in the community can be exposed to. I think about the work I've done with the Boys and Girls Clubs of America. They have an amazing model, an amazing way to have facilities and bring people in into what is hopefully a safe environment and expose them to all types of things, tutoring, what have you. How could esports become a part of the community where people can come in and not just game and play, but then learn about things like Kyle's talking about sales and learn about the techno- technological side and learn about how all this stuff is connected uh, on all these different levels. You, do you think that's something that could happen within your business and within in LA and in, in Houston? Yeah, I really do. I know we talked about Jacob Miles, you know, over at MAP Esports. That's one of his passions. You know, it's one of my passions to work with, you know, especially disadvantaged youth, you know. Yep. So I think that using that as your MAP to work from A to Z, the boys and girls clubs are already set up. Yeah. Most of them already have computers there. Most of them kids are already gaming. So to have people like yourself, you know, like Kyle, like Jacob Miles, like myself, go in there and explain to them, okay, esports is not only gaming, but it's these other things too. You know, it's marketing the product. It's doing sales in the product. It's having leagues and teams and ownership of those things. You know, it's in stadiums having concessions and maybe you're going to create a company that does merchandising for esports. you know, to point out all these different areas to young people that they can go into, you know, it all begins with the dream. Yeah, absolutely. This has been a great conversation, and and I am so glad, Charles, that people are getting to meet you and hear your story and hear how your amazing career through journalism is now bringing you to this exciting moment in esports. The last question I have for you is the Oracle. How did you get the nickname the Oracle? (laughs) Well, you know, over the years, as I said, I've worked with different people in different areas. My son is a rapper, and so... Our house has always been the spot that people come through. You know, you always have that spot in the neighborhood where all (laughs) your kids in the neighborhood follow it. So our house was (laughs) always that spot. And I would always take time to kind of pass on information, you know, or hopefully some wisdom that could help. And so one thing would lead to another. And next thing I'd have five or six phone calls in a day saying, hey, you know, I'm doing this or I'm doing that. Give me some advice on what I should do and how I should go about it. So once everyone began to call, as I say, from music to sports to business, they would sit there and and the phone would ring and I'd begin to give advice. And the rest of the guys that were sitting there would say, oh, the Oracle's at it again. The Oracle's (laughs) passing out information. (laughs) So that's how we got the nickname and it stuck, you know. Yeah, so it came it came by you organically and, and with authenticity, right? Right. That's just exactly. what was happening. That is exactly. great. Before we say goodbye, give us the name of your show again and when it's going to air so we can make sure we watch out for that. Okay. As I say, Twitch, YouTube, we're going to be streaming. The name of the show is Play to Win because we want to teach not only winning in gaming, but winning in life. 
how do you win in life? So play to win. And it's Wednesday, July 1st is the debut show, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 Central, 5 Pacific. And then our Saturday show, July the 4th, 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 Central, and 1 Pacific. Awesome. Kyle, we'll be watching, looking for that, right? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Charles, it's been a great pleasure to meet and talk with you. We look forward to seeing everything that happens with Blue Panther Media, your new show. Of course, we'll be working together from App Esports Network and back and forth. But until we meet again, best of luck with everything. We'll stay in touch and just appreciate all your time today. All right. Okay. Thank you so much. I enjoyed it. Hey, have a great one, Kyle. Hey, you did the same. Enjoyed it. All right, guys. Thanks so much. And of course, we look forward to having everybody back here again soon. For another edition of All In With Esports, for Kyle, I'm Lewis. And remember, if it's about esports, then it's important to us. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to All In With Esports. Please remember to subscribe to your favorite podcast channel. And we would love to hear from you about this or other shows on the Esports Future Eye Network.